yo, sit back, relax for your edumacation. Hakuna and Orifice are the new sensation. Saying dumb shit and talking queer media. Famous on Tyler Perry social media. Just a couple of gem girls and we say what we please. We welcome to our world, the immortal frenemies. Coming to you live from your mind's eye, otherwise known as the earballs of the interface. True. It is the Immortal Frenemies, officially over the double-digit mark on our introspective, but maybe also extrospective, mm -hmm. is that a word? No, I don't know. Not. Journey, otherwise called the Charm Cast, where we have committed ourselves to understanding the psyches that we likeies mm -hmm. of the Hallowell sisters in the show known best as Charmed. I am Hakuna Matitis, the reverse Jiminy Cricket Always telling you to be gay and do crime, kids. <laughs> kids. It's specific that you're telling that to kids. I only want to talk to kids when I say that. <laughs> so true. So true. Um, <laughs> and I'm Orifus Jones, who can always plead insanity at my eventual criminal trial, because I'll be able to say I did it all, because a slightly spectral English ninny told me to do it. <laughs> Anyways, today we are getting ready to watch the moving shadow puppets in the literal cave that is consciousness, with a discussion Whoa. on season one. Yeah, that one so that much. one went hard, but like, here we are. Um, with a discussion on season one, episode 10 of Charmed, dubbed Wicca Envy. And I've wow. said it once and I'll say it again for the first time. Kind of sounds like a scented candle or like a, it like, does. a like a witch-centric lingerie line. Yeah, I just see crystals everywhere. Oh yeah, Wicca Envy, it's like, bitch, you wish you had these crystals. You know what I mean? <laughs> and like her the like the 100%. bags underneath her eyes are looking great and you want wicca envy right and she has a really nice caftan too obviously she's a know. witch <laughs> right a daytime witch a daytime witch all right a daytime witch loves a caftan not the nighttime it's not a caftan time and she jangles in the breeze obviously she jingle jangles she be jingling you know jingling I mean? up and down the street <laughs> <laughs> Bracelets and bangles truly everywhere. Galore. Galore. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I really do think that's probably our future. Yeah. I, I fucking hope Me so. Too. I, I declared to Maria that I wanted to just be a witch. I, or like, and, and I know she was like, oh, you're so, you're being so basic right now. But I'm like, no, I want crystals. I believe in them now. I want something to believe in. Oh, just yeah. Anything. That's why most women turn to witchhood, not going to lie. Because uh, they want something to believe, believe in. in. Yeah. Some sort of purpose in the, you know, voidless insanity that is uh, life. Uh, right. As someone who was raised in the witchhood, um, it's what I'll always cling to in times of darkness. Wow. Yeah. Powerful, but also delusional. And you've been clinging super hard. I've been clinging since day one, baby. Yeah. Mr. Cling Rap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stage four clinger, that's for sure. <laughs> anyway. Anyways. This episode, which may or may not only exist as a suggestion in our minds, mm -hmm. which is very likely mm -hmm. knowing us, um, originally aired on January 13th, 1999, which is old as fuck. Old as fuck. But also, like, they could officially it's, party like it's 1999. It's true. Yeah, yeah. They've been partying for like 13 days. Exactly. Already. <laughs> and the party's yeah. just getting started. 
Yeah, then they realized the party was not that good. Exactly. And they were like, oh, um, right. Right. It's just life again. <laughs> Ugh, I wish we had died. Oh, wait. Actually, I think it's the end of 1999 that they're partying because they're going to die in, in 2000. 2000. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Party over. It's out of time. Do, do. Yeah, it's they're they're partying in December. Not January 1999. Anyway. I don't know what you're talking about. Go on, please. You don't know Prince's of course, 1999? Of course. You know where he's like 2000, yes, zero, yes, zero, yes, yes, party? Yes, but I also I feel like they would start partying on January of 1999 to get the whole year of partying in before they all die in 2000. Okay, well, I'm going to have to investigate those lyrics again. I feel like most people forget that it's the end is near until it's like really near, you know? That is true. But I don't know. Isn't a year away pretty near? I don't know. Anyway, I can't remember. I was too young. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know what was going on. I was in Florida. I wasn't actually. even born yet. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't even born yet? Okay. <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. This episode was described as those dumb bitches, also known as DBs. Mm-hmm. Over at IMDb, I'm the bitch. Yep. As uh, when. <laughs> <laughs> it's important that we just gloss over like a fact. Anyways, yeah. Right, I needed to address it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's described as when Prue is arrested for stealing a priceless tiara, tiara, tiara. it is revealed that her boss, Rex, is a warlock. Revealed to her, not to I us. Know. I feel like that. everyone can do. The sisters must prove Prue's innocence and vanquish Rex before it's too late. Yeah, it's also the one that there's a panther and, like, a, a really a doomed <laughs> gentleman named Jaime who, like, I feel like Prue specifically calls Jaime just because she is that girl. Anyways. Oh, the, the, the security cleaner, guard. The security guard. Yeah, the, security the, guard. the I'm suggesting also heavily implied Mexican security guard named Jaime who is referred to exclusively by Prue as Jaime. And uh, <laughs> she also has given us Hikari. So, like, she's got a... She's not so good with it. I'm not going to, like, blame Prue for being, like, you know, mildly racist. But she does have terrible pronunciation. Yeah, the director should have clocked that shit. Yeah, be like, hey. Like, hi- bitch, Jaime? Jaime? Like, <laughs> what you, is you Jaime? You whole thing with your, like, your hard or long E's, you know what I mean? Not every word ends with an E. Yeah. No, lady. That's not how it is. So, yeah, let's get into this episode a little bit. So, little, I mean, a lot. A, a lot, because this is what we're talking about today. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, let's just do a little bit. Let's come back in a couple hours. <laughs> I mean, we just talk about random shit and then uh, yeah, sprinkle know, it with... We weave it in. We you know what I mean? We weave it in. We gotta weave. Um, we weave it in. We're a weaver. Dream weaver. Exactly. Anyway, um, so Piper and Leo are the first two that we see in this episode, and they're drunk in love. Oh, were they? I thought we first see Prue and Phoebe coming in with uh, shopping bags. Oh, right. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> Bitch, did you watch But anyway, we're at the... Did you even see... No, I did. Shut the fuck up. I did. Okay, so they're at the Hallowell Manor, and Prue and Phoebe are coming back from shopping right. when um, Piper and Leo are, are like, running around half-naked, mm-hmm. like, obviously basking in some sort of post-coital glow and giddiness. Or pre-coital. And... 
pre-coital. Yeah, they're ramping they're, up. Or they're ramping, ramping up. Down, they're ramping or they're just, down. Or it's a peaks and valley situation. Yeah, yeah. They're like, you know, having a lot of yeah, sex yeah, probably. Yeah, which I'm really happy. I'm happy me for. Me too. Me too. Miss Pipe Pipe. Yeah, she getting she getting Piper she's laying getting down a pipe. The pipe you laid. know what I mean? <laughs> or Leo's laying down. That's the why pipe her name's Piper. Pipe. Right. Um. So yeah, yeah. That's exactly what's happening. Mm-hmm. And they're surprised that this is like uh, Prue and Phoebe are back so soon. Um, yeah, the idea is her. like Prue is buying a bunch of clothes as a like post breakup makeover kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was interesting yes. that because they get back from all the shopping and then Prue is like, I don't know, I feel like I spent a bunch of money, Phoebe. Like maybe we should talk to Piper about this. I just kind of like the like subtle ways they let us know that like kind of everyone is like oh what does piper think about this you know like what's the sensible thing to do right because they're both like extreme on either side right yeah. whereas piper yeah. tends to be more level-headed exactly like um yeah i had nothing more to say about that do you uh no i have nothing else to say about that <laughs> <laughs> anyway, another thing I want to note from this. Yeah, another, we can move on officially. Another thing I wanted to note from this scene is that Phoebe calls Prue an S H W, which stands for a single hot witch, which I feel like, you know, that's a hot title. A hot title. Let's call ourselves that. Yeah. Actually, there's Let's... a song that I listened to once. I then liked, I was like, oh, that's cute, but then unliked upon hearing it a second time, because I was like, I don't need to hear the song ever again. Um, <laughs> but it, it was like, they, it was like an acronym-based song, so it was like a W-I-T-C-H, and it was like, woman in total control of herself. Uh, wow. Yeah, so, <laughs> super empowering, obviously. Uh and you could understand why I heard it once and I was like, oh, actually, never again. And so it was a terrible song. That's all. That's all. I mean, once, fine. Like, I could see a drag queen doing a cute number to it. But do I ever have to hear it, like, on the regs? The answer is no. <laughs> yeah, it has a good concept, but I could see, like, you know, a good idea for a pun or an acronym is not enough to make a good song. It could be anything. Exactly, exactly. Like, if you're going to spell someone out, you better be Fergie Ferg about it. Oh, my God. Today at work uh, in the youth hub, I did Fergalicious for karaoke. Oh, nice. Yeah, did you, yeah. Did I you tormented them children? with Cher. Oh, yeah. I mean, they were like, what is this fucking old bitch doing? <laughs> crazy old bitch doing but i was i was living my life oh yeah who cares snap 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 yeah yeah because they don't have much longer to live exactly and they all know that and they're like let her have her moment (laughs) anyway um so in this whole scene we cut to Prue and there's like some spectral like ghost bitch man behind her who ends up being rex at first i was like who is that? Is that Rex? Is that like some... Because again, I'm watching it on Daily Motion oh, for right. free. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're watching in like Which I have to PlayStation <laughs> 1 era graphics. They're mostly cones yeah, the... and blocks. Dude, it's getting pretty bad. Like every website has now cracked down on ad block, right? Oh, they really have. Even YouTube. YouTube included. Oh, over it. Which is so racist. Super racist. But... 
And, but like with daily motion, watching without ads is impossible. There's an ad every 20 seconds. Uh. And not only that, but they're like little videos on the side Dude. of where your main video you is well that watching, turned on. And you might as well be watching porn at that point. You know what I mean? <laughs> like if you're putting that much effort in, you might as well be fapping it. <laughs> oh my God. But I don't want to pay for anything else. I'm paying for so much already. Listen, I will say I paid like $20 for the entire first season. And like, I don't know, that's a lot of hours of content. I feel like that's a pretty good ratio to dollars to time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I honestly, I honestly feel like canceling Crave um, and all this other stuff because I'm not watching enough to justify paying the price yeah i know you right? like so i have an elaborate sharing situation where i essentially pay for one service but get access to a lot of them but anyone who's paying for like mm. more than one service like what are you mr Moneybags over here yeah i'm only paying for two i'm paying for crave which is actually expensive yeah, what is it, like 18 and then i'm paying for yeah and then i'm paying for uh what am I paying for? Discovery Plus. Oh, well, that's like, that's on you, is, buddy. Discovery Plus is like $6 a month. And I'm like, this I can stand by because it's actual trash. I feel like I'm getting dumber by the minute, but it's $6. Like, I can abide by that. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. But the Crave... Uh, anyway, we can move on, but I don't want to pay for Charm. That's all I'm saying. I get until... it. I get it. I get it. But it's not on any of the streaming networks anymore, man. I know. That's Back in the day, bullshit. Netflix used to have everything. Remember when Jim and Charmed was yes. on Netflix? That was crazy. That was peak. Like, oh, that was some good time. Yeah, fierce, feminine, fun. But yeah, it was. It was the three F's, and that's <laughs> when we peaked. I think probably as a society. I know, and I feel like it really forged our friendship. That era of Netflix, it really did. Because we. That's yeah. when we watched. Stepfather. I watched Jim with you for the first time. Oh yeah, stepfather, and we watched. I watched Charm for the first time. Oh. I think with you and John. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I I probably like rewatched Charm for the first time in university. Mm. If anything, yeah. probably it was good times. Good times. Good times. Good times. Yeah, back when like you know the streaming wars had only just begun and very few players had starked out territory in the <laughs> cultural consciousness that is content <laughs> wow i feel like it's a pitch for something listen everything's a pitch um it's like some like star wars type of movie you know at the beginning how they have the rolling text yeah exactly exactly yeah yeah it's like but it's also just like oh yeah before it's also just like netflix <laughs> and like amazon uh, <laughs> that's actual fun. anyway so all of this came up because there's a like pixelated specter, right? Right. So who in this turned scene, out to be yeah, Rex, <laughs> as was apparent to anyone watching with like I don't know standard definition. I don't know how low it goes and like what the threshold is for like regular sight anymore. Anyways, it was quite apparent to anyone watching on a regular screen <laughs> that it was Rex, otherwise known as Prue's boss, and he's basically just yes. kind of like he's in the room. Maybe like a little faded kind of like special effect. So it's like he's almost quite, he's not quite fully opaque. Opaque? I don't know how to pronounce that word. 
I'm getting opegged. Exactly. I'm getting opegged in the peg. Uh, wow. Well, yeah, but my... I hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but... Yeah, so we see him, like, kind of telling things to Prue, and she immediately does those things. So it's like, you forgot to pull out your briefcase, and uh, in your briefcase, you're going to see, like, a regular-ass folder, but it's actually a random tiara. And she right. puts it, she kind of puts it away. Cut to then, yeah. you know, a very hardcore expository scene, which I actually, like, kind of love. Because, listen, they always do Hannah pretty fucking dirty in this show. She's mm-hmm, given next mm-hmm. to no characterization. She's portrayed as pretty dumb, if not bimbo-ish. Uh, and I like this scene kind of because, like, it plays into that super hard. Because it's Hannah appearing dumb. Because this is apparently something that's been explained to her multiple times. But she's also acting in the role of the audience who's like, what the fuck is happening right now? He can just do this now? Uh, hmm. And we, as we were explained, Rex is like, yeah, I, I got this new power. Or like, I learned this new power that I can essentially just like control people's minds. Wow, what a big power yeah, to right? suddenly gain. Yeah, it's like, oh, you can just do that now? <laughs> yeah, which is pretty fucking powerful because he almost gets them. He almost he does. He really do almost does. And... <laughs> He really do almost does. I like that. Um, no, 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 but also, can we yeah. need to also talk about the way that he demonstrates to Hannah how the power works is like, okay, watch this. And then he, like, astrally projects himself to her, you want to take your clothes off for him. And then she just robotically starts undressing for him. And then she's just like, see? And I'm like, oh, it's so fucking creepy. But also, I feel like Hannah's kind of a horny bitch. She is, and, like, also secretly a cat, so, like, checks out. But, <laughs> yeah, that was... That was my favorite part. It's like, what? How? <laughs> was she secretly a cat all along, or does she have the power to turn into a I jaguar? I think she's working off of, like... <clears throat> let's call it, like, vampire rules. Because, you know, like, Dracula sometimes can turn into, like, a swarm of bees or a wolf? Mm. So, I... I guess so. I actually don't know much about Dracula. All right, let's not do one of those things where I talk about Dracula and you check out for a while. Uh, well, all that is to say, Dracula can do that, uh, and I'm assuming that's is like that's among her like powers. Let's say Rex can control okay. people's minds, and they frame it as like the power of suggestion, and it's like, wow. I mean, that's a pretty powerful suggestion. You know what I mean? Right. It's Inception. Right. It's Inception more than suggestion. Yeah, and it's funny because they, yeah, they think it's their idea what they're doing, mm-hmm. and they don't realize that anyone is in control of them. Um, so, anyway, we we cut to the next day, and it's established that uh, Phoebe has a new job interview, or she's going to an employment agency. Yeah, she's going to an employment agency. She's borrowing Prue's suit because she's the worst. We also get Piper like a, is going like to be a, a Prue trying on a bunch of different outfits montage mm-hmm. for like some reason. I don't. And then the outfit she lands on, I was like, "This isn't it, Prue." <laughs> I know she's so bland with her 
bland, steamed microwave broccoli. I know, right? Uh, also, the outfit she wears later on in the episode, that's, like, most of her outfit for throughout the episode, it's, like, a black dress with, like, a a frilly sweater over top that's, like, kind of translucent. You know what I'm talking about? No, I forgot. It's just, like, it's not a good look. And I was like, what's happening here? I didn't like it. Well, anything to take attention away from her crooked ass face. Exactly. She got, she's, um, she got, she, established, she got crook face. Uh, she's like, Hermione's cat, I think, in Harry Potter is called Crookshanks. Um, so wow. Shane Doherty is, you know, I, I imagine related to some degree. Yeah, crook, crook face. Shanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, anyway. Anyways. Um, so yeah, Piper's gonna be late for work because she was, boning. like, boning too yeah. much. And, um, yeah, anyway, like, that's basically all that's established in this right. scene. And, um... Oh, no, 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 they talk, no, they talk about how, uh, Piper keeps freezing Leo while they're doing it. Yes. Which I think is, like, kind of fun. It's, like, reverse um, premature ejaculation. Right. Yeah, I guess she's, like, trying to last longer. Or, like, she's getting into it, and then, like, she's reacting in the moment by, like, freezing time. And it's like, oh, well, okay, like, that really took me out of it. Now let me wait until time mm-hmm. unfreezes, and then we're going at it again. And then as I'm going, getting ready, I freeze time again. It would be kind of a mood killer. Mm. Unless, though. It would. Unless. Them being frozen would be like, oh, okay, well, you're still hard. I can just do what I got to do until I get off, and then you'll unfreeze, and it'll be all good. It'll be all good. Wow. Like, using... Leo's frozen dick as, like, a dildo, basically. Yeah, listen. Some of the best times is when the other person just lets you do your thing. Or, like, has no choice. <laughs> well, he's already consented to having sex with you. <laughs> it doesn't matter. True. Okay. Okay, here's what I thought about freezing time. I, w- I was kind of like, is she freezing time so that she, because he, like, comes too soon? Oh. So she's using that time to pleasure herself? I don't think so. And then, okay, fair enough. I don't think so. Uh, the impression I got. I didn't get that vibe yeah, either. The impression I got was, like, they were poking fun of the fact that, like, as Piper was getting close to the climax, the um, mythical female orgasm doesn't exist, right? doesn't exist. Uh, mm. And she would freeze time. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, the mystery shall continue. Questions yeah, abound. Exactly. There are anyway, no, there's no conclusive evidence. I would say no. <laughs> it's never before seen, and maybe never will be seen again. Exactly. exactly. Until next. Only time. on like yeah, until next time. <laughs> America. Exactly. Basically. Um. Anyway, so the sisters, though, despite the teasing do say to Piper, like, we're, like, really happy for you, and we're kind of hashtag jealous. Yes. Um, yes, and finally, you're not fucking around with a warlock again. But yeah, exactly. it turns hey. out he is a magical being. Yes. he. Uh, we do reveal that Leo, he's not evil, but he's something. Yeah, he is something, something else. And also, Makes funnily, sense. that they call out Piper for not dating a warlock, Phoebe, in the end, is, like, kind of casually dating a warlock. Right. And again, I'm not but sure But also only why. for nefarious, nefarious reasons. Again, still, I don't understand why they're not more suspicious of random random men. Because, okay, 
I feel like all signs at Buckland's would lead you, should lead Prue to believe that something is amiss, right? Um, yeah, like Rex been and Hannah. Yeah, Hannah legit said she wanted to destroy you. I'd like, exactly. I know Which women can be. Call out in the last episode. <laughs> I know women can be catty, but like no one's gonna fully say that unless they're a demon. Yeah, exactly. Um, or a character in a movie. Right. <laughs> well, anyway, um, so they're at Buckland. And um, they arrive to a throng, a uh, melee, a melee. How do you how do you say that word? I, think, I believe it's pronounced melee. Melee of cops. Yes, and that was under intense scrutiny when Super Smash Bros. Melee came out in like what 2005. A lot of it? like <laughs> you know. A lot of like eleven-year-old kids were pronouncing it whatever melee, melee, diddly, diddly, melee. Mm. So melee of cops, and they're all there for the freaking tiara, tiara. Yes, tiara, tiara, and um, this is where we meet our boy Jaime, otherwise known as Jaime. Otherwise known as Jamie to Prue, who she has, like, she's, in her head, she calls him Jamie. She's like, oh, no, 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 the J is silent. Hi, Jaime. <laughs> yeah, she got the J is silent, but she fell off at the recipe. <laughs> at the back exactly. end, she fell off. Yeah, um, listen, she's trying, but there's only so much she can do. Yeah, she's still a white bitch in America. Exactly. Yeah. Speaking of, they stole, the item stolen was the Romanov tiara. Wow. And Peru says, quote, oh my god, not the tiara, which I'm like, oh, I guess it's important. Um, <laughs> no. So oh my Rex enters. Oh my god, yeah, not the tiara. <laughs> not the tiara. Oh my god. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh my god, not the tiara. Anyways. Um, <laughs> so Rex comes through and he's like, hey, Peru, like you heard the news. She's like, yes, Jaime slash Jaime told me. And um, Phoebe's in the mix for some reason. I guess she came with. Yes. Um, so, yeah, Phoebe's there. Everyone is there. Um, the whole gang. And the whole gang. Basically, Andy and what's the captain's name? Morris. Morris. They're both there, too. Um, and Hannah, like, investigating. Ever- yeah, investigating. And Hannah, ever stirring the pot and, like, legit trying to frame a bitch, is like, Oh, you you two cops, you know Prue. She was the one last one to see the tiara. Bye. Yeah, bye. Oh, that thing you need? Prue will help you out later. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm not sure why Phoebe is here, to be honest. I forget. Well, I think the narrative reason is to introduce Rex to Phoebe again. Because this is like the part where Rex essentially kind of asks her out because... The co- like, he uses the excuse of, like, oh, shit, like, this is a crime, and the cops probably want to answer a bunch of questions, but, like, oh, I got tickets to a concert tonight, and Phoebe's like, oh, like, who are you seeing? And he says, the Verve, and it's like, oh, okay, that's pretty cool. And Phoebe says, I love them. Uh, she's like, oh, like, I'm sure I can get you another ticket. And they decide to go out, and Phoebe proves, like, okay, well, I guess have fun while I answer the cops' questions. Right. You have to go see a band. Right, which is pretty shitty of Phoebe. Like, pretty, pretty yeah, well, Prue, no, it's also, like, much more shitty of her boss. Like, if I was Prue, I'd be like, Oh, yeah, true. Me? Like, what? Like, you're gonna go take out my sister to a concert 
while I answer questions to the police when you're my boss. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. He should be there. He should be there. He, he should be there. Especially, especially because the Verve had, what, one hit? Exactly. What concert is that going to be? It's one of those, they play their first song, there's the rest of the album, and they'll replay their first song for an encore. <laughs> Yay! You know I mean? We've all been to one of those concerts. again. Yeah. Again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> come back on stage. Yeah. Can you um, play it five times in a row? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And then I'll leave, and I'll be good for a while. Probably not <laughs> the song again, but whatever. Uh... Regardless, anyway, then we also, yeah. in here, we get a little bit of Andy Prue action, because obviously there's tension. Yes, there is tension. Um, not good tension, to be honest. Not good. Not, like, hot sexual tension. More just, like, tense. Yeah, and basically Andy and Prue are talking, and Prue is defending herself, saying, like, I put the tiara back in the vault. Um, and Andy's like, well, there were no signs that there was forced entry into the vault, so it looks like an employee took it. And, uh, Prue is incredulous, and is, like, still in denial, and he's like, well, the police will give you a call, if anything. And Andy seems kind of doubtful that she would do it or is questioning it, but Morris rightly points out, like, the last time you saw Prue, she was stealing a feather from um, a museum that she broke and broke into, you know, yes. and now yeah. you think she's innocent. Not only that, but she's at every single crime scene and often yes. like kind of at the center of every murder <laughs> that you've investigated <laughs> in the last few months. So and these are all <laughs> things that Morris points out to him. He's like, you know, she's hiding something. But Andy does say, like, yeah, but, like, he's, she's not hiding murder. That being said, though, <sighs> this is okay. This is just something I have to point out because I'm kind of following along with the script. I'm trying out a new system. Uh, hashtag innovation. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, so in the script, Andy says to Prue, what if you stop by the station later on so we could talk about all of this? One o'clock. Prue says, Sure. Rex's excuse to not have to talk to the cops was saying, oh, I have a concert at 7 p.m. It seems like he could have done both those things. <laughs> yeah, but honestly, sometimes the writing the show is quite flimsy. It's probably it is, it is. best not to look into the details. But it's like it, those <laughs> lines were like not very far from each other. And I feel like anyone literally just reading the script would have been like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah we can just. We can maybe just change a few words around. Yeah, and you then can I'll fix that right up. Make the interrogation at like seven six thirty or something. Yeah, like make it the evening. Like I don't even think we saw an exterior shot when we're at Buckland, so like God only knows what day, time of day it is. Right? Anyways. Yeah. I also want to just point out this quick scene we get of Hannah and Rex because they retreat to Rex's office and Hannah is like, Yo bitch, you literally just gave my ticket away to that bitch named Phoebe. And Rex is like Yo, listen, listen, listen. This wasn't part of the plan, but I'm doing it just for funsies because he's fucking the head like that. Uh, and then uh, Hannah is like, okay, and then proceeds to like lay on the ground and then morph into a panther for jaguar reasons. For reasons, I don't know what they are. Oh, I don't know what they are either. 
I mean, except that it looks cool and it's something that she could do before she gets vanquished. Like, oh, she was a panther or jaguar all along. Cool. Or she could be a jaguar now. Okay. Why? Um, Anyway. um, Why not? Are you okay? Are you dying? Yeah. You sound like you're on your deathbed. These like shallow little coughs. Like, <laughs> tell your mother I love her. Rosebud. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Anyway, so um, we cut to Quake, where Quake. Were the sign? Have we ever discussed the sign outside of Quake? That it's like, like broken in half, and then it's broken in half, and then the Q, the A K E, A K E, rest of the sign is like broken, mockingly, like a scant or a skew. A skew. Yeah, it's like there was an earthquake, and then the the rock like broke in half. Exactly. There was a quake and at Quake. It was quaking me crazy. It was quaking me. It was jim, <laughs> quaking me. <laughs> it was Jamaican me quaking. <laughs> anyway, um, it was Jamaican making bacon. Shut the <laughs> fuck up! That does not work. <laughs> I forgot the first thing that we said already. Yeah, we can move on. Anyway, quaking. So. <laughs> um, anyway. Anyway, at Quake, Piper is working and like glowing from the after sex. And Phoebe comes back from the concert with Rex and her titties are out. And this is like a a hallmark of Charmed. Maybe this is one of the first instances when like we really see some like the nipple. But Mm -hmm. hallmark of this show. Yes. And I was watching some videos of interviews with the cast of Charmed and Alyssa Milano, who apparently had issues with everyone in the cast. Um, (laughs) But anyway, uh, she was talking about how sexualized her character was in the show and how scantily clad. And I guess, Uh I guess from my perspective as someone who exists in 2023, like I feel like I've seen more than what I'm seeing. Like, if I think about Euphoria, for instance, where they're playing literal teenagers and they're dressed like fucking hookers. Um, I feel like this is pretty tame. But at the same time, like, yeah, she's wearing, like, tiny little camisole, like, lingerie tops with her boobs out um, quite often. Yeah. I would say... um... More than other characters, particularly Phoebe is sexualized. Like even see, even think of like that I Dream of Genie outfit that she had mm-hmm. for like no reason. Um, oh yeah, because she was she was a she psychic was a psych- at a hotel. At a hotel, like okay, sure. Uh, <laughs> and there were a couple other episodes, like much farther along though. Like I think, was, I think there's one episode where like Phoebe becomes a mermaid or something, oh, and yes. her like being like a sexy mermaid apparently like you know increased their viewership. So they also, you know, made her do, like, more hot shit like that. So I don't think it's, like, it's, like, not an early problem. It's, like, a more persistent problem for Phoebe's character particularly. Yeah. Because, uh, as we all know, Prue gets killed off and Piper becomes a much more, like, motherly figure. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, though, I'm sure Rose McGowan also, I mean, she's mad hot in the show. Yeah, I'm sure she was 
over sexualized. I haven't yeah. like I'll need to watch it again, obviously, which we will. Um, but uh, yeah, to really get a sense of that. But anyway, her tits are out. And she's, yeah. like, kind of horny for Rex, which I guess I understand. Like, he's rich and he's British and he's not, yeah. like, hideous. Or, yeah. so which they point out, too, because, like, Prue is a little bit, as she describes, not jealous, territorial. Because she's like, I actually really like this scene. Because Prue is telling Piper, I'm territorial. Like, I don't want um, my work life and my personal life to mix. And yes. Prue is telling this to Piper, and I think Piper, like, in the scene, knowingly, or, like, Holly Marie Combs knowingly, is, like, they're, like, oh, huh. And then, like, the I think the implication is Prue, who is Piper's sister, is literally venting her problems to her at her place of work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is the irony of it all, and, like, Prue's obviously too self-centered to ever realize that. It's true. I mean, she is very self-centered in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's just how I read the scene, which I thought was like, if they were intending that, well done. If not, I have too much time on my hands. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you read into it definitely more than I did. Uh, maybe because we have the script in front of you, actually. So. Well, no, no, no. I also, like, I rewatched this episode yesterday, and I had it pretty good in my memory. No, no, no. Yeah, also the script is in front of me because Piper says to her, like, Prue says, no, no, more like territorial. I would just like to keep my work world separate from my home world. Is yeah. that okay? And then Piper says, good luck. Uh, I think implying, like, yo, that hasn't worked for me, lady. Yeah, but Piper is really bad at a work-life balance, too, right? Like, that is true. That is true. Yeah, she never stops working. And because she's always at work, her sisters have to see her at work. Um, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. I think is like a thing of Piper's own making and not necessarily Prue being selfish. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, but anyway, so yeah, Prue, not Prue, Phoebe and Rex get a table off by themselves. And Prue is like, not before Prue tells Rex that they think it's, that the police think it's an inside job, but he seems none too bothered by this. Yeah, which again, his whole demeanor is super casual. He's like, oh, I'm... I'm not too worried. I'm sure I'll get to the bottom of it. Not right? Which should be immediately a red flag to her, right? But, like, you should be way more worried. Any normal person would be really worried. Yes. Um, so, basically, we cut to a scene where um, we're in the Hallowell Manor and someone, Rex, bought Phoebe a huge box of roses. Like, definitely right. love bombing this bitch. Like, really buttering her up. Because okay, he, I guess he wants to accept her mind at this a, point. Can we take a hot pause for a second? Mm -hmm. Love bombing. I have heard people say this, like, repeatedly, like, in the last, like, three weeks. Where does that come from? I mean, I think it's a term used to describe what happens in abusive relationships where, like, if someone is really abusive towards, um, like, the other person... And, like, the other person is reaching their limit or, like, you know, about to leave or, you know, before they get to that point, then the abusive partner will, like, love bomb, like, be extra sweet and affectionate and, like, all these things to, like, further manipulate them and, like, keep them in that cycle. Gotcha, gotcha. I gotcha. think, yeah, I think that's what it refers to. And they're so. saying, like, oh, I love you kind of thing. Yeah, and, like, oh, I'm going to, like, buy you all these, like, I'm going to, like, massage your feet and, like, kiss your cheek and, like, 
tell you you're beautiful and like uh like all that shit right okay that makes sense that makes sense yeah um anyways so yeah rex is showering phoebe in roses and praise prue is like thinly veiled jealous her jealousy is thinly veiled however you would say that and then who comes a knocking but her spurned lover detective andy trudeau whose hair always is terrible i can never take him seriously because it looks like he always got electrified <sighs> or something you know i know he needs yeah. to be styled yeah or like he needs like like just like the sides to be taken in or something anyways <laughs> um so him and morris are there and they have a search warrant this time and they're like okay can we take a look around and prue not knowing she really had done anything wrong is like yeah sure come on in i have nothing to hide and as they're looking through the room piper fortunately sees like oh shit that is the tiara 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 and uh she freezes time and this becomes kind of a running gag because who is there but not rex astrally Mm -hmm. because the way they explain his power is he's astrally projecting himself there and he's suggesting things into their brains uh, yes. Like, oh, yeah. like she, like, look under the pillow because uh, Piper moved the tiara under the pillow. And, yeah. like, like, Andy's like, oh, we should look under again. the, yeah. And Andy's like, oh, we should check the dresser. Oh, we should check the pillow. And um, because of Piper's awesome power, they don't yeah, find it. Good power. It's yeah. a great power. Um, and the police leave. Um, so... Which because, is also their first yeah. clue that, like, something is going on here because I think Prue says she's like, something eerie is at work. Because that is not just, like, random happenstance. No. Um, someone's watching you, girls. Better watch your back. I mean, you can't yes. see you can't see his spectral form. But he's not actually no. there. But he yeah. is there. They do suspect him late late in the game, I would say. Because I think they suspect Leo before, it, like, before they suspect Rex. And yes. they're like, hey, did anyone think about, like, Leo could be possibly somebody? And, you know, not, uh... Yeah, it's because someone... Lexi? Yeah, because he's he has access to their house, right? And it's actually, you know, he's snooping around. He was snooping yeah. around a lot this episode. Yeah, and we're so like, why is he him snooping? As, like, a maybe menace. Yeah. Because um, we see him in the attic at one point. He's like, open a bunch of boxes. And it's like, what the fuck are you looking for, Leo? Yeah, he opens the Book of Shadows, all that stuff. With his so, mind or something. Which is what? I think he does it with his mind, no? Yeah, he does. He's he's doing stuff that's very powerful. <laughs> um, he's doing stuff with his mind. Yeah, so basically, like, Rex is frustrated because the, the witches are besting him, right? Like, they're... They can use their powers to, like, thwart his influence to a degree. So he's like, we need to ramp this up and, like, really frame Prue and really get her in trouble because what is happening right now isn't working. And, um, yeah, so... We all, and then, yeah, so we get all of that, and then we also get a little bit of, okay, they're, like, trying to line up their suspects, and this is where Prue is like, oh, okay, maybe it's Hannah. Because she says to Piper, like, yeah, maybe it's that person that, like, literally said they wanted to destroy me. <laughs> Which, I mean, it took a bitch a while, but good for her. Uh, and then we also get a quick scene with Leo and Piper, where Leo is like, oh, 
hey, like, I might have to go home. And Piper's like, okay, what does that mean? She's like, well, home's really far away, so I might have to, like, like you know, leave. And Piper is, again, like, okay, I also don't necessarily know what that means. And that was kind of like the end of the interaction. It was a very weird interaction, I thought. Yeah, it's very, it's very strange. He's being very super strange, sus. Cryptic. Yeah, mad yeah. sus. And, like, in our experience, home for a lot of these magical beings is, like, the pits of hell. Or... Right. You know, something, like, really fucked up. Like, locked in a mirror forever. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Or, like, I don't know. I'm actually, like, you know, 3,000 years old. I don't know. Yeah. So, home is where the heart is. Yeah. Also. By which I mean where you keep your collection of hearts. (laughs) Yeah, what if, like... Generally. Generally. I wonder if, like, behind every great man is just a cabinet full of hearts. I think that would apply more than it wouldn't. Right. If hearts are yeah. a cabinet of hearts is a metaphor. Like how many. Sure. I was taking yeah. it literally. but whatever. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I prefer it literally. <laughs> I mean, literally, but also the magical might they bestow is metaphoric. Let's say. <laughs> yeah. It's in, they're imbued with great power. Mm-hmm. Um, with several many hearts that you have in like, yeah, maybe your closet Maybe you have a whole room for it. I don't know how you do your hearts. I don't know how you I do, do your mine hearts. like a little like basement kind of like cantina situation. <laughs> anyway, so we have a like we've been talking for a while and have barely gone through this episode. Of yeah, 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 yeah. So, so we need to hurry the we, fuck we, up. We've, we've touched on a lot of the major threads of the episode, I think. Yeah, yeah, we have. Because so, we got we got the Piper Leo of it all. Uh, we got the Rex and Hannah. We got the Phoebe being with Rex. That essentially kind of, like, goes into, like, a date scene. And <laughs> this is also where we get more of the hypnotic suggestion also being, like, illusion slash mind control. Because Rex invites Phoebe to, like, a random-ass, like, broken-down apartment. And he basically just astrally projects, says to her, Oh, hey, this is actually, like, a really dope apartment. And you're gonna see that. To which I was a little confused because they have champagne at some point, And I'm like, where does the illusion end and reality begin here? Also, yeah, you know, hashtag life. Yeah. How do you like sit on an illusion? You know, they're, they're sitting on yeah. a whole couch and right. it's and not like real. drinking something. Yes. So anyway, um, but Rex kind of uses this as an opportunity to incept Phoebe and um, tells her in his astral projectile. Yeah, <laughs> astrally projectile. Astrally, yeah, ex- astrally projectedly. Um, <laughs> astrally ejaculated. Go on. <laughs> astrally prolapsedly tells him. Because <laughs> the word's ass, right? Astral. I understood. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, anyway. Astral, anal, we get it. Okay. So. <laughs> This is why it takes us so long to talk. (laughs) That's so funny. Um, So basically he incepts her mind and is like, you're going to have a a premonish that uh, a warlock is after Prue or something and... You must Who save her right takes away. Who also the form of like a panther or jaguar. We see a giant cat 
chasing after Blue. Yeah. So this is the first clue of like, oh, I guess there's going to be a giant cat involved. Yeah, for reasons. Because uh, so listen, they cool. got the cat. They, I guess, they had him like for the one day, <laughs> and they really like, you know, got their worth out of it. Um. Yeah. Someone at the like WB like studio lot was also using a panther. Was this WB? Who? Who CW? did this? CW. No, I think it was CW. Well, WB. I forget which one came first. D- C- WB. WB, yeah. W- I think this is WB. This is WB, I believe. Uh, anyway. There's also the Buffy Network as well. Anyways. Yeah, they had some good um, shit. They had some good shit. They had some good shit. They had some good shit. So, Rex gives that premonish to Phoebe because he knows that Prue is going to be at Buckland's. And this is where our bro Jaime, like, really gets it done dirty. <laughs> because, right. one, he keeps being referred to as Jaime by Prue multiple <laughs> times. In this encounter. <laughs> and we see, like, Prue's there, I guess, to, like, I don't know, gather facts about Hannah or something. Jaime's there, and she's like, oh, hey, dude, like, just making sure you didn't see anything. And Jaime's like, no, I know you're, like, a good woman, and, like, you're not going to hurt anybody. And, like, oh, lo and behold, she's the reason why you get murdered in a second. Anyways, yeah. uh, which is yeah. what happens. So Jaime gets murdered, I assume, by, like, Hannah or whatever. Okay, and- can we talk about his murder for a second? Sure. He was just knocked over the head with a piece of wood. Yeah, but I guess, like, really hard. <laughs> it was the smallest piece of wood. I was like, oh, he's just knocked out temporarily. I thought I thought he was just knocked out temporarily, too. But then they went and just killed off Jaime. And I was like, <laughs> like that didn't need to happen. He's dead. I'm like, bitch, he's how? Dead. It's wood. It's like a he little had, wood figurine. Avian bird syndrome. Or avian bone syndrome. <laughs> His bones are very brittle. He was just made of dust. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it was a composite being of, like, several other Mexicans. Um. Pfft. Yeah. I, oh, my God. Um. Yeah, so. Poor Jaime, basically, Poor Jaime. Poor Jaime. Poor, justice he, for Jaime. Justice for Jaime. He did not deserve any of that. And basically, yeah. like, Hannah runs over, puts, like, the missing surveillance tape on his corpse. Or beside right. his corpse. Yes. Which I didn't realize was a corpse. Weapon as well. Yeah, yeah the murder weapon's off to the side. Her. I thought Jaime was going to be fine, but it turns out not. <laughs> like, good, oh, jeez, that escalated. He was hemorrhaging internally or something, I don't know. Yeah, from, like, again, like a four-foot-tall wooden figurine. Not four-foot-tall, no, four-inch tall. a four-foot-tall tall woman <laughs> hitting with, like, a four-inch-tall wooden figurine. Yeah, I, I get it, too. I get it, I get it. She is a demon, so... Yeah, it's imbued with some, like, demonic power, I guess. Sure. So, like, just in the in time, like, just as this happened, Prue rushes over in the Nickelback of Time and, like, arrives at Jaime on the ground with the tape. And the murder weapon is there. And she picks up the murder weapon, which, again, because she would she probably didn't. Astrally, <laughs> she was astrally told that, that last part. Right. And, um... Of course, like, Phoebe comes and, like, witnesses this. And then the cops come and they're like, yeah, this looks, like, super suspicious. Like, you fucking murdered, like, you know, why are, like, like, you murdered Jaime. Your fingerprints fingerprints are on the murder weapon. Again, how did this murder him? I don't know. Um, But, like, here's the missing tape. Like, it's clear you did it. But then Andy's like, it's too... It's too clean. It's it like everything is lining up too, too well. Like she couldn't possibly have done this. And at some point, Prue 
says, like, I think I was manipulated into doing this. And then I guess she does. Andy re- she does. And then Andy reflects on that and he's like, maybe she was. And Morris is like, probably like, you're a fucking idiot. Okay, so not to jump ahead a little bit. Please do jump ahead. <laughs> yeah, we got to be jumping. Um, So the way, though, that Andy Trudeau, you know, great cop, not saying otherwise, but the way that he solves this case is by doing really, really basic police work. He's like, oh, okay, okay, so Prue's the main suspect. But also, it seems like she's being set up by these two other people that she works with. Maybe I'll do a search on these two other people. Oh, what does the search reveal? Those two other people, they're supposed to be dead. They both died on the same day. And neither of them look like the people seemingly impersonating as them. And it's like, Andy Trudeau, you didn't fucking jujil these people before all this (laughs) happened? Right. And also he checked Buckland's, like, employee database. And couldn't find either of them. So they weren't even official employees. Like, how did... Prue not even realize that herself. Yeah, very true. Like, is Buckland's an illusion? What even is Buckland? <laughs> I agree. What Where is, is the actual boss of Buckland? How did yeah, we even I end up here? Buck. If this is his land, where's Buck? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where is no Buck? Bucks <laughs> no Bucks no given. No Bucks grazing on this land. No Bucks grazing? Yeah, don't bucks graze. <laughs> I guess so. I was going to say no bucks given. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like I have several bucks in, like somewhere. Uh, I have several bucks, but not enough in my bank account. Yeah, exactly. I got, I got, a, I got one or two bucks, but no dollars. Um, yeah. So anyways, <laughs> as, as this is all happening. While Andy Trudeau takes the longest period of time ever to do basic police work, Prue and Piper and Phoebe, like, they manage to, like, break themselves out of jail or, like, break Yeah, because she's in jail, Dale. Using the trick, the t- age-old pillow-under-the-blanket <laughs> trick. That is true. Piper does say that's pretty lame. Uh, how they actually do it is, like, they freeze time and, like, Piper just busts her out. But then, yeah. Prue, before she leaves, was like, oh, better make it look like there's someone still here. Uh, <laughs> which I'm sure was very effective. Anyways, um, as they're leaving, Rex is there taking a photo of them to be like, oh, hey, you're busting out of jail. This is super incriminating. And that's when yes. he reveals his plan. He's like, hey, listen, I've been the one doing all this nonsense. You thought this plan that you literally just had? Because that, that that's also a thing. They're like, oh, I think like Piper and Phoebe... They're, like, they, they kind of catch wind to, like, something's going on here, and it seems like someone is controlling our mind. And then they decide to go to the police station to bust out Prue. And that's where I was like, okay, but, like, you've identified someone is controlling your mind. Shouldn't you be questioning, like, every decision you make right now? Because, like, mm-hmm. how could you... Because you were literally just like, oh, busting out Prue is the best idea right now. We should go do that. It's like, but you just said someone controlling your mind. Anyways... Yeah. So it doesn't work out for them. No, it doesn't. But, no, it doesn't. So, at, in this moment, like like you said, Rex reveals his entire plan. And he's like, you guys are basically fucked. Like, I can just, you know, show this picture and show that you, like, busted out of jail. Or 
I'll let you, I'll confess to everything and you won't get in trouble if you give me your powers. Like here's this contraption that you put your powers yeah, inside and the, a lantern and yeah. uh, the book of shadows has a spell to reverse your powers or relinquish your powers. Yeah. It's like and, suck them up and put in the lantern. Right. So they, after some like, you know, indecision, they're like back and forth, you know, I don't want to give up our powers because this is who we are and we're, we'd be giving them up to evil, but what are we going to do? Can we reverse this? And ultimately they decide like, we have no choice. We're going to do yeah, the Piper's spell. Piper's literal line is like, all we can do is like take a leap of faith and like hope it works out. And I'm like, oh, that's not really a plan. Yeah, uh, but it works I'm out for them every other time. I guess you are right. And it does work out for them this time. Uh, because when they go to Bucklands to go give Rex their powers. In the Nickelback of time. In the Nickelback of time, Leo busts up into the... Uh, oh, because as we see, when they relinquish their powers, the Book of Shadows also like loses all of its text. Mm -hmm. uh, and so when they're going to Bucklands and they're about to like pass off the lantern, Leo busts into the attic and starts using whatever powers Leo seemingly has at this point to effectively rejuvenate the, like, the Book of Shadows and, like, give the girls their powers back. Uh, yes. Rex realizes this and, like, tells Hannah, get them now. Hannah, who may have already turned into a panther or already <laughs> is a panther or whatever large cat she is, she's, like, getting ready to pounce. And right when she pounces on them, Piper instinctively freezes, and it turns out, like, oh, okay, she's like, legit, our powers seem to be working. Okay, let's use this to our advantage. And then Piper eyeballs Rex right in front of Hannah. <laughs> yeah, she moves him with her eyeballs. She moves him with his eyeballs oh, real quick. thank God. Thank I God. Needed, yeah, I needed yeah, some yeah, eyeball yeah. action. Exactly. It, despite, you know, it came from her slanty-ass face, we're always, we always want to see it. Um. Anyways, and then... Piper unfreezes time, and Hannah, I guess because she, I don't know, she's unable to discern between human beings while in cat form. I don't know. Maybe she was in kill mode. She just, you know, goes and, I don't know, snaps Rex's neck or... Yeah, devours his fatally. face or something. Yeah, devours his face real quick. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so Rex is dead, and shortly thereafter, Hannah is pulled back to hell, I guess you would say. Mm -hmm. uh, which I feel for her, because she's like, hey, I didn't fail. He failed, but hell is like, we don't matter. Hell I doesn't guess. give a fuck. They're just yeah, like, exactly. you failed, you die, you burn. You Not even you die, you just burn in internal damnation. Or whatever. Yeah, And that's uh, that. And that's that. And then they have, like, a cute little moment where they're like, oh, I guess Leo wasn't evil, but they also don't know that he saved them yet. No, they don't. But, um, They get rid Leo... of the relinquishment smell as well. Yeah, so, yeah, they see that their Book of Shadows is fine, and and they burn the spell, and they're like, we're never doing that again. That'll never be an option that we ever, enterta ever entertain. Um... Which is an interesting choice, to be honest, because they might need it at some point. But Yeah, and I'm sure it'll come up as a plot point. I'm sure they'll just like, find another way to do it. Yeah. I mean, they can always write their own spells, right? Yeah, exactly. As we've learned. So 
yeah, so that's the end. Leo leaves in a cloud of glitter and yeah. fairy dust and whatever and As we'll floats away. It'll be called, eventually it'll be referred to as orbing. Right. Okay, so he's orbs. orbing. He's yeah, he <laughs> totes orbs. Orbs out. Totes orbs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totes I mean, the orbs or- and like very orbs. Yeah, I mean, I it's totes, yeah, totes and orbs. 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 <laughs> I like eyeballs. Also, I like reading orbs. Forbes. 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 Now <laughs> we're just saying orbs a lot. Then uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's also the season for gourds. <laughs> um. Anyway, so Anyways. yeah, this is the episode that I feel has been one of the more pivotal. Because now, like, a lot of things are in motion, right? Like, the mystery of Leo. I mean, we know he's a good kind of guardian angel type. Um, I forget what they actually call him eventually. It's like a white. Effectively an angel. Yeah, his name is a white. They refer to him both as a white lighter and an angel. White lighter. Kind of like interchangeably. I think they use it. I think they maybe use a, like, a touched by an angel allegory again to be like that's mm-hmm. basically what i am i'm like the yeah. angels that be touching you <laughs> i don't want to be touched by an angel that's gross especially if they <laughs> have like many eyeballs that, right yeah exactly they're just a collection <laughs> of eyeballs and wings i don't want those weirdos touching me who knows what diseases they have right yeah i feel like they'd have the avian flu or something oh yeah know. but like celestial avian flu so it's yeah extra terminal extra <laughs> Yeah, they want you to go to heaven. Exactly. Or they want so they you can to fuck it. with you with all their eyeballs. Right. Uh, uh. I feel that's like what like I feel like angels are like the um like the like the, the righteous bullies of the universe. You know what I mean? Mm. Like they bully you cuz they're like, "Oh, like we're kind of better than you cuz we're all like, you know, holy and shit, but also we're kind of dicks." Yes. Um I haven't read enough of the Bible or like anything biblical like the Bible. <laughs> Most things in the Bible are quite biblical. Right. Like, I haven't... I'm not familiar with the ways in which angels are the worst. The best worst. Yeah. They're usually just the worst worst. Okay. Uh, I'll look into it. I'll look up why are angels the worst. That'll be, you know, ten reasons why angels... Ten reasons why angels are the worst. And ten reasons (laughs) why they're secretly the best. (laughs) And then, you know, like, and the number ones one like, through nine will be like, they're literally just eyeballs and wings. Right. Like, you know, those articles, those clickbaits, like, these doctors hate him. It's right. Like, exactly. Yeah. It'll be like that. <laughs> these demons hate this angel for seven reasons. We'll tell you why. Plus eight more. <laughs> I always like the plus, like, eight reasons why he might be wrong. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Ugh. Life is funny. The internet is funnier. Honestly, be, I would read that. I don't know. Like there should be like an onion that's like a little bit like further out. You know what I mean? The onion mm-hmm. is like a little bit too realistic sometimes. Yeah, I feel like we should probably fill that void. I mean, click right? hole. Click hole is like that, but it like is, even further is. than click hole. I guess. Yeah, it needs to be much more. Like sometimes, yeah. I haven't been on ClickHole in a long time. 
Yeah, quick hole is a good time. No. Um, anyway, 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 that that brings us to the end of another episode of our Jarm Cat Jarm Cast Jarm <laughs> Jarm Cast, where oh, yeah. we discuss oh, we discuss eyeballs, we discussed orbs, orbs. We, we do the eyeballs of the face. Yes, orbs. <laughs> exactly. That's why I like it so much. My oh, eyeballs are really orbing right now. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's like when you're on MDMA and, like, your eyes twitch. That's what orbing is. <laughs> That's the point. Like, my eyes shake when I'm on, on MDMA. That's, exactly. They're orbing so hard. Uh, they're really, they're really orbing, orbing out. Right now. Anyway, they're orbing out, fam. Um, yeah. Work, honey. Work eyeball. <laughs> work. work orb. You're yeah, working work so the orbs down eyeballs. Boots. Boots. The house down Yeah. yeah orbs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, orbs. anyway, it doesn't make sense. It, it doesn't regardless, make sense. <laughs> we discuss all such things on this episode and all these things happen because you know that's why we discuss them because they happened before exactly. our eyes. <laughs> and we just needed to address everything on our screen as uh, exactly. real or imagined by us. Right. And um, it's just a different kind of real. <laughs> and that's our truth. That's our truth. And don't take that away from me, okay? Who are you? Yeah. Who are you? Don't you know who oh. you are? You're someone who listens to a five star podcast. And you know how you, can make, <laughs> how you can really ensure that as a reality? And by reality, I mean reality. You could just give us five stars and positive review. And that will ensure that you are now listening to a five star podcast. The, the positive review is just a little icing on the cake for you. Yeah. You do that because, like, I understand. You want to show not necessarily gratitude, I guess maybe servitude, but either one works. Yes, um, gratitude, servitude, uh, we're running out of orphans, you know, we so really true. have a great mechanism for sucking them all up and spitting them out and putting them to work and they're dying really rapidly and we need <laughs> yeah, more, so. As they do, as they do, we really more taken Britney Spears' work bitch <laughs> to like unseen levels <laughs> when applied to specifically to orphans. Yeah, so uh, more servitude is definitely necessary. Yes, yeah, but uh, yes. we'll settle for your gratitude, and and you know what better way to show your gratitude than by also going on our website oh, and also going on our Instagram. <laughs> this is insane. Okay, you know what? We're gonna wrap this shit up because I can. I think we're oh, we've like broken. we've we've. <laughs> We've reached a level of psychosis that is Yeah, yeah, we got we got a We must we must <laughs> abort and abort. Yeah, abortstein. Um yeah. so uh yeah, until next time. Stay, stay out outrageous. outrageous. Oh, wow, you do that so yeah. well. Thank you. That was actually like I don't think I've ever done that well.